Welcome to A Girl's Guide 2, the podcast designed to help generations of women enhance their minds, love their bodies, and heal their souls. I'm your host, Michaela, a girl navigating life and helping you do the same. I am so happy and grateful that you are here. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of A Girl's Guide 2, and happy Monday. As always, I hope that you had a fantastic weekend. Today, I'm super excited to be diving into a conversation all about self-care and the importance of taking care of yourself always, but especially when you are in your 20s and you're transitioning into just a new chapter of life. So with me today, I am welcoming my friend Liv to the show. Hey, Liv, you want to say hey to the girls? (laughs) Hi, I'm Olivia. I'm a full-time college student um, and a part-time worker, essentially. And yeah, I'm excited to be here to talk today. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. Liv and I have done a few photo shoots together. She does some photography on the side, which is really fun. She was recently at the first Soul Sisters event, uh, the vision board party, which is so fun. Um, and yeah, we're just excited to share our experiences with self-care and the importance that we've discovered about it. So Liv, off camera, we had chatted a little bit a couple weeks back about your personal journey with college um, and how you kind of discovered, you know, it's really important to take care of yourself. So you want to just give the girls like a quick rundown of kind of what that college experience looked like for you and when you had this realization of, okay, maybe I need to incorporate more self-care into my day-to-day routine. Yeah, so I am in my third year of college, technically graduating this year, um, and I have quite literally lived every college experience you can think of. So I lived on campus full time. Um, I was living in Boston, like full time was not coming home. Then there was times where like I was home every weekend. Um, I lived on campus over the summer and then I ended up moving home halfway through the school year and I was doing like a partial commute, but like a lot of it online. Now I'm like full time commuting on top of like working and everything. So I've kind of um, I've experienced every aspect of college, I guess you can think of like every scenario or option you can think of for being in college. I have lived um, and I think I realized I was having a really hard time living on campus. It wasn't the city. It was more of like the people I was in school with. Um, and they kind of they were all from different areas of the country and the world. So they all lived like differently than I was. Um, and sometimes it was hard to connect. And I think I realized along the way, like, oh, they like, they do their own thing. Like they make friends like this, they do this, that, and the other. And then here I am with like, not much going on. Like I just, I've been not closeted, but I've lived a very simple life before. Never really cared enough about the self-care because I never felt like I needed it. Um, so then moving on my own, I was like, wow, like, I do not care about myself. Like I really need to start focusing on me instead of what everyone else is doing. Um, And I think in the last three years of moving around in college, trying to balance everything, really figure out when I'm going to graduate, what I'm going to do. It's been very stressful. And I think the biggest thing that's helped is finding those self-care outlets and, you know, finding things to do or people to talk to, or at least just put somewhere to invest my time into. And I think I spent the last three years really perfecting, you know, the best self-care for me um, and learning a lot from other people as well. 
I love that. That's wonderful. I'm happy that you've had this realization for yourself and now you're stepping into your self-care era. I definitely did a lot of that last year as well. And obviously my story is a little bit different having not going to college, but similar in the sense of like always being focused on what everybody else is doing that you lose sense of yourself and you realize you're spending so much time and energy worrying about other people's lives that you're not even existing in your own life, right? So I'm sure that's something that you have dealt with a lot with college because you're just always around other people, right? Yeah, and and especially like at my school, like it's a very big, like, it's not like a huge school, but the school itself is very into like athletics and it's a very clicky school. So everybody's already so involved in each other's lives. So if you're like not involved with that, you kind of like watch on the outside and like that even sucks you in too and you're like at some points you realize like wow like I'm really invested in these people's lives but like I know they don't care about mine or like that they're like just kind of creating unnecessary stuff in their lives like why am I gonna focus on that when like I have to focus on me first off so I think like I think living on campus really heightened that and now that I'm off campus and I commute I'm like a little disconnected but it's enough for me to like still have my friends but also like I'm taking care of myself more importantly Yeah, I can relate in the sense of social media being like that for me, like social media being my college, because I'm just always, I mean, I've been working on it now. It was one of my goals for the new year, but just the mindlessly scrolling and the consuming content of other people, it's like you start comparing yourself to other people all around the world that you don't even know you only see this highlight reel of their lives and it really just kind of wakes you up to hello like why am I so invested in these people's lives and so little invested in my life and kind of just have that wake-up call so let's jump into kind of your like top uh, go-to self-care outlets do you have a number one that is at the top of your list yeah, so I um, so this never used to be something I would do as self care, especially because I was living in the city and I wasn't exactly doing this as much. But then the second I moved home, it like really came together. My biggest thing is driving and listening to music or listening to podcasts. Like that is my biggest self care. When I am ever having the worst day of my life, I just get in my car and I go for a drive. I could be driving in circles. It doesn't matter. I literally just hop in my car. I throw on a playlist or sometimes I'll throw on a podcast, depending on the how I'm feeling that day. And I just drive. If it's an hour drive, 20 minutes, I just take a drive and I just I listen to my music. I just I stay with myself. Maybe I think about things out loud um driving when I was living in Boston I missed driving because when I was in high school, I used to do the same thing. So when I moved home and I could start driving again and like have the self-care moment I was so excited to start it again but driving and music has been my biggest one so far absolutely I am right there with you people ask me all the time like when I go on my road trips for the Airbnb Mm -hmm. stuff they're like oh my gosh don't you get tired driving or I'm like no like I love to drive so I'm so happy to hear that you're also a driver girly no passenger princesses over here absolutely not like I drive to my boyfriend every weekend he lives in Connecticut and he lives like an hour and 45 minutes away and like when we first started dating he was like are you sure you want to like 
drive to me every weekend because like my house is a little chaotic with like my dog and stuff and my brother's always around and he's like are you sure like you want to drive to my house and I'm like I hope you know that that is like my the hour highlight is the best drive of my life like <laughs> I listen I have a whole concert in my car like I'm by myself for an hour 45 and all I'm doing is focusing on the road like it's perfect for me I love it and music is such a, a beautiful outlet. I said earlier this year that in 2023, music was my therapy because there's obviously songs for any sort of emotion that you're feeling, any sort of scenario you're going through. So when you're in need of that moment of just being with yourself and giving back to yourself, filling up your cup, like I personally love a good bad bitch vibe, like to hype myself up, right? Some like Doja or Nikki or something like that. I also, I think, is it you that is also a fan of Russ? Have yes, we about Russ uh, yes. I don't know if I talked about it, but I listen to Russ religiously. I okay, follow okay. him to too. Yeah. I love him. He's the best. He really is, and his music has been a huge part of my self care journey. His recent album, Santiago, the whole thing, start to finish. Highly recommend listening to it. To those of you who haven't, it is just those. The whole album is just like a transformation in itself. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I do like my little uh, TikToks of um, empowering yes. songs for the girls. Yes. Have you seen me do that? I yeah. love that series because sometimes there's songs that I like haven't heard in a while and I'm like, I need this on my playlist again. Like I'm rediscovering it again. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I, I always see it too. I'm like, yep, she knows. She knows. Yeah, I've been trying to do it. I was doing it daily and then I realized shit, I'm going to run out of songs. <laughs> like I need to I need to start listening to new songs myself so I can like introduce new ones, but I'm still doing it because like you're saying, music is just you can't put on like a Doja song or a Megan song or something and not just feel elevated immediately. That's you know what, what I mean? Saying. I watched this I I just saw this video yesterday on TikTok of this guy and he was like my therapist told me like when I'm having a really like if I'm getting really upset or like depressed to just put on like a bad bitch song and he's like mid driving crying and he's like listening Wait, to a Megan I, I think I reposted that on TikTok I did I, I did too yeah. and he's just like he's just crying to it and then like one of the comments was like it's fucked up because then you're like you sing along and then you start laughing because laughing at yourself yeah. Like, yeah, you're laughing because you're like, I'm sh- like, I'm crying over something stupid, and here I am singing this song that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> My so favorite true. TikTok right now. I love that. I also am really big into dancing. I don't know if that's something that you're into, but even just w- whether it's like a car concert and you're just in your, you know, seat doing your little dances, I swear people probably look at me and think I'm bad like they're like what is i feel like when i'm driving like the way i go to my boyfriend's house it's not exactly like the highway but it's like a main like big road but it's like back roads type of thing but there's always people driving on it and if i drive during the day i know they look at me like i'm psychotic because my my, like for christmas my brother got me a microphone for my car i am full-blown concert now like before i would just use like a water bottle or something i am now full-blown concert like the dance moves and everything like, one hand is on the wheel, the other hand is just moving with the mic, and I'm like, yeah. Like, I know I look psychotic, but this is, like, the next hour 45 therapy for me, which is perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love the whole microphone situation. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm always dancing in the car, but I also love me a club moment, and I recently saw somebody or heard, I think a friend of mine was telling me a story about someone she knows was, like, 
judging people for going to the club because it's like, you know, oh, you just go to the club to get drunk and fucked up and hook up with random people and do all this shit. And I was highly offended when I heard this story because I'm like, going to the club to me as a sober person is therapy. It is self-care. Like, I love to dance. This past weekend, I went out to um, a club called the dark lady in providence it's a gay club and usually i go to the straight clubs you know trying to maybe find me a man or whatever but i got a couple gay friends and they were like we need to go to this club and i'm always down so i'm like okay sure we go and it was so much fun and when i tell you i've never felt more like free that's like, what i'm saying i was just like, twirling around like a pretty little princess like <laughs> using the whole dance floor and i felt so filled like my cup fe- felt so full when i left i'm like damn that right there is some serious self-care so don't be judging people for going to the club okay that's what i'm saying <laughs> and like i so i'm under 21 even then like i don't really like to drink in public like anytime i have underage like, I, I don't like it. it's not it's for me it's not fun like i like to drink but like not out in public but especially for me, like, living in Boston, like, a lot of my friends would go clubbing and stuff because they got all the 18-plus clubs. And, like, but they were, like, so boring with it. But I know, like, in Boston, they have that big night live venue. And they do, like, themed nights. So, like, they've done, like, the fangirl fantasy stuff. Or, like, I know there was that iParty one I went to. And it was all the, like, Nickelodeon Disney throwbacks. I saw that. I, I wanted was, to go so bad. I was nuts. It was, like, a three-hour event. I was... I lost my voice halfway through screaming all of the music and me and my friends that was the one like club night where I was like wow this I need to do this more often like I need this to be a once a month type of thing for me but I love it I agree with you I like especially like I'm turning 21 in a couple months and like my boyfriend's already overrated and he's like oh my god like you're gonna be so happy to like to go out and drink and like you know to really enjoy like actually going out with what you're doing and I'm like yeah but like will I like I already don't like to drink as is. I already have a good time being out and being sober. Like, I don't need to add drinks to that either. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to be there. I just want to hear yeah. the music. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to do anything else other than that. <laughs> exactly. Just being 21 just means that you have access to more clubs now. So that's the fun part. We're definitely going to have to take a trip to Fishco, Yumi, and Sydney because Ooh, that is yes. a time. We'll have to show you. We love that. Oh, that's our yeah. that's our favorite they spot. Also up in, it's up in Boston, but they're I think they're finishing up a new gay club up there. I think it's, I don't know if it's called Sapphic Nights or if that's, like, the company that's, like, making it, but it's, like, a exclusively, like, gay club, especially for, like, women, and, like, they already host events throughout the city, but they're, like, they have their own bar and club now, and it should be done this year, I think, and I'm so excited to go because I love the events they host, so once they open that, we will have to go there, too, because I just know that place, I know Sydney would kill it up there, I know she'd have so much fun in there, too. <laughs> Yes, she would. She would. But moving forward, let's talk about another thing on your self-care list. Um, Another big thing I've gotten into, and I think we talked about it at the vision party, uh, was reading like books. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, um, I've expanded within the last six months from just romance books. Um, I read, I read a lot more. I haven't exactly hit into like, I know there's like a lot of different like self-care books and like the different advice things. I haven't reached that just yet. Um, but I have gotten into a lot more of like the nonfiction. I read a lot of memoirs now from a lot of different people. Um, the biggest one I know we talked about was like Jeanette McCurdy's um, and kind of reading about her life and everything she went through. Um, but I- I've gotten into reading so much more. A lot of like fiction books, even nonfiction stuff. Um, 
I don't know. It's been so nice to like escape my reality for a little bit and read into someone else's, whether it's real or not. Um, it's so nice. It gives me a break for myself and I'm able to just step into someone else's life, which is perfect for me. I love it. I couldn't ex- couldn't explain it better. That is exactly how I've been feeling and why I also kind of pivoted to the type of books I've been reading because as you know, a lot of the girls listening know I'm like huge on the personal development books, but I was finding that it was kind of doing the opposite of what I was wanting to do, right? Like I was reading the personal development books to as a form of self-care and to improve, but I was doing it so forcefully that I almost felt like, it was a chore. So then I said, you know what? Reading is the form of self-care. It's just more so about like doing something just to do it and, you know, like not be on your phone or not be on a screen or watch TV. So I kind of pivoted my uh, recently as well to doing more of like nonfiction fiction. Um, I like the memoirs too, because like you said, it gives you the opportunity to be in somebody else's head and, um, if you're anything like me, and I know you're like this too, Liv, like our brains are just constantly going, constantly moving. And sometimes that's great. But other times it's like, hey, we just want to like fucking chill out. <laughs> so reading is a fun way to do that. And I know you mentioned it earlier too, like podcasts um, and audiobooks too, because I know a lot of people don't like to actually have a physical book in front of them um, and like read, but audiobooks could be a great option too. But yeah, I love that one. My second one was actually skincare, a little bit different than reading, but I feel like just like taking care of my skin and my hair and like taking a nice shower every day, like that for me, like I know my sister would love this topic because her self-care moment is an hour shower she just like blasts the hot water as she should as she should I feel that yeah that's like her biggest self-care form but I realized recently that I really just love like before bed putting on all my skincare putting my hair in a nice little braid like getting in my comfy pjs like just being intentional with how I'm like preparing for my evening or for my morning and really once again just making sure like I feel good my cup is full so yeah skincare is is a really fun thing for me right now it's hard for me with skincare because my skin is so sensitive so I'm still in that process of like finding things that work for me but similar to skincare is like like your sister like doing the hour-long shower I am religious for taking care of the rest of my body at least my face is like a quick little wipe maybe a face mask but I am religious for taking my showers I lotion everything my hair has to be dried a certain way like I'm brushing my teeth for two minutes straight like so at least if I'm not doing my skincare because I'm still working on it I am all about freaking everything else I can think of with my body. Let me lotion up my elbows because they're dry today because of the cold. Like, I am on it with that, at least. I try and stay on top of that more than anything, too. So I feel you with at least the skincare part I get. Yeah, it just makes you feel good. It just really does. It makes you feel, like, put together. And not even for anybody else's sake, right? Because, like, you're in a relationship. Like, you're just doing it for you. And, like, same here. Like, being single. Like, just doing it because it makes me feel good. Like, my boyfriend's that. like, oh my god, you're in the shower. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking an hour-long shower. I will not I will not be answering you for an hour. And then when I get out, it's another 30 minutes of me prepping. So I'll see you in, like, an hour and a half. And he's like, he's like, do you, he's like, I take a five-minute shower. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Like, I need my time. <laughs> like, this is my relaxed time. <laughs> he's like, okay. 
Yeah, we recently, or like, I guess it was not that recent. It was sometime last year. My dad changed the light in our bathroom and it has this like nightlight um, option. So you can turn it blue. So it's like this like deep blue. So at night when it's dark and then you just have this blue nightlight on and then the, the light also has a built-in speaker so you can connect your phone to it. Oh my God, so I'll put like lo-fi music on with the nightlight and I'll just like have the water piping hot. And I love that. I just stand there. I just let the water freaking. We're redoing my bathroom next week and my mom's like, cool, I got all the furniture. And I was like, please let me pick the lighting for the bathroom. I'm like, please. I'm like, I, I need the more mood light. She's like, are you nuts? I'm like, no. Like, I'm not. Like, we need the correct lighting. It does. That's how, like, that's, like, when I was in high school, like, I would just get in the shower, get out, be done with it. Now I'm, like, I need, like, I have to have my mood set. Like, I've been there for a long time. Like, I need this. And I'm, like, Mom, we're fixing the lights in here. And she's, like, okay. She's, like, uh, here, pick one. <laughs> the only, the only thing that sucks about that, um, I know you live at home, too, like, is living at home with other people sometimes it's like damn these people either stole all the hot water or there's a line for the bathroom and they're all rushing me like I know I'm on the other end too sometimes I'm like rushing them or like the fight that my siblings and I have gotten into about who's gonna shower first it's literally me my mom and my brother like it's literally the three of us my mom's like out of that fight because she does her morning showers but my brother and I are like fist fighting to get in the bathroom he's like i'm getting in there first i'm like yeah but you take a bottle of water we fist fight for it and he's like he's like yeah but you take an hour i'm like ah i don't care like i gotta get in there first girl i need it it. (laughs) that's hilarious all right so so far we got we got music dancing reading podcast skincare what else you got for me uh so this is more of like a location based thing but i am obsessed with sitting at the beach um no matter what time of year it is i will be at the beach all the time um i just i love sitting there whether i have my headphones in or if i'm just listening to the ocean something about it like the entire environment itself has been such a relaxer for me the last couple of years and i mean like we have the town beach here which i go to but sometimes i'm like i'm not feeling town beach because sometimes like just not the vibe but i especially love going to narragansett it's like an hour drive but that's like I take myself for a day like I just I'm driving my hour to it and then I just I sit at the beach whether it's like like Narragansett's got like the rock wall but then there's also like the beach itself and I just it's such an easy area for me to just sit in the sand decompress um sometimes I feel like if I'm like disassociating or like my head's just not in it like it's easy to ground myself at the beach because I just you know I'm in the sand like I feel everything you know I can point out all the different senses everything I'm seeing smelling hearing um it's a very grounding experience for me and it's something I just discovered within like the last year I've been home this January marks a year of living at home again since I like came back from college so this entire year I've spent at the beach and I just it's been so therapeutic for me my therapist is like girl I'm so glad you got the beach for you she's like as long as you have a a safe place that is you know outside of your home your school your work like take it run with it go every week if you have to and I love it it's just I don't know I know those people like I know people like to go on hikes or they like to go camping and do that but the beach for me is like my serene place yeah Yeah. nature is definitely a very therapeutic environment and I can agree with the beach I spent a lot of time at the beach over the summer with my daily walks and journaling at the beach and even now like 
sometimes I'll go in the morning to journal and watch the sunrise just from my car. But I agree. It's beautiful. And obviously living or like growing up in New England, growing up in a beach area, like I think it might, you know, it just, it kind of feels like home. It feels safe. Like you said, it just grounds you. So I agree. And it's so wild to me that there are people out there, maybe people even tuning into the show that have never seen the ocean. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, um, my ex-boyfriend, like, he had gone to the beach and stuff. Like, he grew, like, he grew up going to P-Town every summer. So, like, he'd seen the beach, but he lived in D.C. So, he would see the beach, like, once or twice a year. And that was it. And I was, like, so every time I was, like, I was, like, I don't know how you live like that. So, like, this past, like, I was dating him this past summer. And I was taking him to the beach, and he's like, I don't know how you beach like this all the time. I'm like, well, when I was growing up, I was five days a week at the beach. Like, I was there religiously. Like, my mom was like, get in the car, we're going. And I was like, so I was like, I don't know how you can't do it. I'm like, I cannot go, like, a one summer without the beach. And he's like, I, he's like, this is wild. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, I said what it is. Yeah, we went to the beach a few times this summer, and one of the days, it was all of us, all my whole family, I we spent like five hours there, and I kid you not, I spent almost the entire five hours in the water. Did you oh know God, that you, you can get poison? Sunday, right? That's in the poison. You, know, you can get freaking poison ivy or whatever from seaweed. Oh, that's like, so bad. This just went from being therapeutic and fun to annoying, because literally, I was so itchy the rash was terrible and it literally even left scars on my fucking leg believe it or not like insane but aside from that one little hiccup I've never had a bad experience at the beach in the sun in the sand like just grounded I've only I also- had one experience like that too though so I can't blame you because like when I was younger Mesquamacate Beach is like religiously known for like their bacterial stuff sometimes but years ago there was like a jellyfish problem and the jelly, like, the waves were so rough that the jellyfish would, like, break apart. Disgusting. But it was, like, all of their stuff, like, their tentacles and stuff were in the water. And they would, like, sting still. But you didn't realize it. So, like, we went and we were just getting stung left and right. We were like, what is the problem? And the lifeguard's like, nah, just come here. We'll spray you down with this little solution. And you're good. And we were like, okay. weird. But that's, like, again, that's the only experience I've ever had. Other than that, <laughs> each life has been fantastic. Each life is the best. Yeah, I honestly fell in love with nature last year. I've always loved the beach, um, but I I can't say I've always loved the outdoors. I guess like not that I not that I've hated it, but like summer hasn't always been like my favorite season. It's still not, but I've learned to love it more um, as I've gotten older and as I've been traveling more. I have just completely fallen in love with nature and the peace that it brings and just once again the way that it fills up my cup so traveling is definitely a big part of self-care for me and obviously I know that not everybody has the resources to be able to travel often and whatnot but even like you're saying like going in your car and just driving to somewhere that's not your everyday environment like I traveled a lot to New York last year and just did day trips like that's not very far but it was something that took me out of my current environment and and helped me to see something new and just once again like something just to give back to myself did a lot of hiking and um went, went barefoot in this waterfall and like really you know 
did the very woo woo grounding like you were saying oh, yeah and, you know, like so. when i was living in boston too i feel the same way but like boston's considered that walking city and it's like they got parks but it's mainly city but like I would just, I, when I couldn't drive, like, I would just walk. I'd walk through all the different parks. Like, the I lived right next to the Boston Commons. I'd sit in the park all day. I'd sit there and do absolutely nothing and just stare into space, and I'd be like, wow, I'm grounded. <laughs> I'm here. Like, I'm here. I know where I'm at now. But, yeah, there's just, there's so many ways of connecting with nature, I guess. Like, I go camping every year, so, like, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of nature, but camping has helped with that. Um... But I don't know. I think it's just a matter of finding that one spot in nature. Like, me is the beach. Like, just finding something that's perfect for you that, like, really fits with exactly how you're trying to ground yourself. And especially, like, I love the beach because I love the saltwater smell. That's the one thing that calms me down. But some people love, like, even people love, like, I have a friend who loves just sitting in her front yard because her neighbors mow the lawn every week. And she's like, I just love sitting there because I smell the fresh grass. That's all I need to be grounded out in nature. I'm like, cool. I'm like, I love that for you. Right. And every and you're finding, you're each finding what works best for you. And I think that's the thing with a self-care journey, a personal development journey. Like you have to have kind of this trial and error mindset of giving yeah. different things a shot, right? Like like reading, for example, or, you know, listening to a podcast. There's so many different podcasts. Maybe you listen to one podcast and you don't really vibe with it, but try a different one. Maybe you vibe with that more. Like you're saying, maybe you don't vibe with the beach. Go take a hike. Maybe you vibe with the trees more, you know, like kind of this trial and error and just finding what works best for you, not comparing your journey to anybody else's. Like there's no wrong way to do self-care. There's no wrong way to take care of yourself. It what It's what works best for you. Um, but did you have any other self-care forms on your list? Um, so this one is like, I don't know, it's kind of a self-care, but also like, I don't know, it's more like my fun little hobby too. I, now that like I have this boyfriend, like newer boyfriend who hasn't really like experienced like not experienced a ton of restaurants but he lives in like an area of Connecticut where there's like not a ton my biggest thing is trying new restaurants every week I try and go once a week um it's very therapeutic for me because I am just like I don't know I a lot of my college life I had a hard time with like an eating disorder and I wasn't really eating as much and now I like have this new love for food so I like I love spending my time like researching different recipes I love finding new restaurants and I bring my boyfriend with me I'm like we're going we're gonna go try this place or like if it's a place I already know and he's never been I'm like we're going um so another big self-care for me is food um I I love trying new places I love finding new comfort foods um there's one place around here that I absolutely die for. I almost got it for lunch today and I was like, I'll wait till dinner. But I um I love just I love going out to restaurants and just finding new stuff, even if it's just for appetizers. Um I have a, a new love for a new love and a new relationship with food now, which I think has been a lot better. Um and I use it for my self care because I'm like, all right, I'm in a bad mood. Let's go get my comfort food. Let's go pick a restaurant and find a, or find a new restaurant that I know I'm going to enjoy and just try some new stuff. Fun. It's just a, like a fun little outlet. I like that. I love food. 
myself. I've been recently trying to pivot into cooking a bit more because I'm big on restaurants myself. Like my whole family, we go out to eat all the time. I have so many restaurants I could recommend to people, but I'm like, damn, I never really cook for myself. And this week, my parents are away on vacation and I've been, you know, pet sitting. So I've been having houses to myself and like kind of needing to step up. But instead of being like, oh, damn, I have to do this, I'm kind of taking on that mentality of I get to do this and I get to do it for me as a form of taking care of myself and trying to just have a different perspective on it and make it more fun than a, than a hobby. Um, but yeah, food is the best, man. <laughs> it Can't really is. And I just, I like, sometimes I look back and I'm like, like when I was having this eating disorder, I was like, wow, Olivia, like you really hated food that much. Like, look at all the stuff you're eating now. You really like, that's like my big, like, especially with my, like being in therapy, like my therapist is like, girl, go back on that old self of yours and tell her what was wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like talk to that old self and be like, damn, you fucked up. Look how good this is now. And I just like, I look back and I'm like, damn, like, you really hated food like that? Look at the shit you're eating now. Like, this is so good. You missed it. You could have discovered this two years ago. And here you are now, only discovering it. So I, like, I don't know. It's been a, it's, it started off as, like, a big recovery thing for me. But now I just, I love it so much. And I, like, there's one place in, like, the East Providence near, like, that IHOP place. And they have the best Italian food. Oh, Medici. Best. Yes. Yes, I, I love it there. <laughs> I get this, the one of the pizzas, it's like a fake and prosciutto pizza. That is my comfort food. I order that religious. My boyfriend, we went there on our, my first date with my boyfriend. He like drove down here and I got pasta and I was like, I should have gotten that fucking pizza. <laughs> like I should have gotten it. So now when we go, that's all I order. And he's like, don't you get sick of that? And I'm like, no, like I don't, Austin. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm in love with this. Thing. <laughs> this like, is my comfort food. What don't you understand? <laughs> he's like, what about this one? And I'm like, nope it's that one it's only the one I want but I love that place and I love that place it is a good place um I have a question for you though and you know share what you're open to sharing I last year the beginning of the year was going through it okay I actually just recently opened up on my Instagram story a little bit about it my mom um relapsed with her alcohol addiction and it was a really just terrible beginning to 2023. So I had reached out to a therapist's office looking to get some help. And sadly, I was put on a year-long wait list. Um, never, you know, I never really did anything else to try to find, you know, a different therapist. Luckily, now I feel like I'm in a better place. I mean, I still think I could benefit from therapy. I think anybody can. But from somebody who is in therapy, I would love to hear your perspective on how that has been a form of self-care for you. Because everybody I talk to who is in therapy says how helpful it is and how much of a outlet it is for them. So what's your experience been like? So it's actually funny because when I started college, I had a therapist in Boston and then I I wasn't really liking the not the relationship I was having with him, but I didn't really like how he would like help me out. Like it was helpful, but then it wasn't. So I stopped doing therapy for quite a while. And it's actually funny because last I had an awful start to last year, too. I ended up in the I was ended up being in the hospital for a while, which I don't think I ever really posted about, but I definitely hinted towards like on my Instagram um, I was in the hospital for a lot of things. I was there for like my depression, my anxiety, my eating disorder was at its worst. And I actually got, they ended up forcing me into therapy. Um, when they discharged me, they were like, cool. So here's your new therapist. Here's your new psychiatrist. Go for it. 
So I was, I wasn't open to therapy at first just because I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. Like I got to tell someone my entire life story. Um, but now like I'm a year strong with my therapist. Her name's Shannon. She's the best. Um, and I love it. I think, I don't know, therapy, it can be kind of intimidating, I guess, because you're meeting this person who they have no idea who you are. You don't even know who they are. And you're like, just expected to tell them everything, which like, once you start therapy, you realize, like, oh, I don't have to tell them everything on my mind. Like, I don't have to tell my whole life story if I don't want to. Like, I can just start with how my day went and go from there. But I think it's nice because I feel like, you know, we talk to friends, we talk to family about things, and I feel like we get a very biased response to the things we talk about. Like, I tell my boyfriend so many things, and he's just so biased towards me, and I'm like, okay, but I need you, like, on an outside perspective. And I feel like with therapy like that is your outside perspective and it's nice to have because I like especially last year like you know I got out of the hospital and was recovering from everything then I find a boyfriend just for six months later to be broken up with like in the worst way so I just I needed that outside perspective through so many things last year and therapy was perfect for that because she would you know she gave me so many different like alternatives and options and she was showing me like different perspectives and I think that I love therapy and like, I'm going to, I'm going to voice everyone else. I think it's great. Therapy's awesome. But, and even if you're like, especially like now I'm in such a better place. And even like where you were talking about, you know, you're in a place where maybe you don't need it. Even then, like, it's still awesome to have. Like, like I'm in such a good place, but I was fucked up with my school stuff last week. And I was talking to Shannon. I'm like, Shannon, I'm going to kill my school. Like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, you know, we were like walking through everything that was going on. And it's just like, it's just helpful because sometimes I just tell her about my day or I tell her about my week and it's, it's, I don't know, it's just like a perfect little outlet to have, nice outside perspective. And I mean, if you're not really going through a ton of stuff, it's still good to have a therapist. Like it's, you don't realize how much stuff you might be holding onto underneath. And I think like a lot of the things I went through last year was just so much of my past just eating away at me. And I didn't even realize it because I was pushing things away or blacking it out. Whereas, like, then I step into this appointment for an hour, and I walk out, and I'm like, wow, Shannon just figured out my whole last relationship, and I didn't even say anything to her. So, I don't know. I love therapy, and, you know, it sucks because not even just therapy, but doctors and everything is on such a high wait list. It's in such a high demand, but it's awful, and, like, I think I think right when I got in was, like, the very last of it before the wait list started, then again, was also forced into it, but... I um I don't know. I think getting on the wait list, even if like six months down the road, you're like, oh, I don't even need one or like you feel that way. I don't know. I think it's still important to have, even if you did like a once a month appointment or you don't meet as often. I don't know. I think therapy is great. And I think you could be like the happiest person in the world and you could still have a therapist. It's just, it's not even like a self-help type of thing. It's more just like, I have an outside perspective for anything I'm dealing with. Here's a work situation. Here's three outside perspectives for me. Right. Exactly. So just I, just I a that. form. Yeah, it's just a form of helping you kind of navigate life and feeling less less alone in it. I love that. I'm so happy that it's working so well for you. Shannon sounds like a great lady. <laughs> she's, she loves it. she's been doing my whole beginning to end of a relationship with me. And I feel so blessed she was there for it all. She heard the worst of the worst. And she was like, She's like, I'm so glad you're with Austin. 
like i know i know girl me too yeah my sister loves her therapist as well i mean i like i said i have a lot of friends and family who are in therapy and they all love it so if you've been thinking about it i know i have um if you've been thinking about it to those listening definitely you know take liv's word for it get yourself a therapist at least get on that wait list but um as we kind of wrap up here today, Liv, I would love to know kind of just like what your what your final words of advice are to the girls who maybe aren't taking care of themselves, but moving into 2024, they want to prioritize themselves more. They know that it's important. What would your words of advice be to them? Um, I think my biggest thing is do not listen to social media. Um, last year when I had gotten out of the hospital, I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to do all this and that. And I was like listening to all this stuff on social media and it was just so loud and nothing helped. And I think last year was a big time for me to really discover it myself. Recovery and like taking care of yourself is a very difficult process. And it's not something that is like tomorrow you can start fresh and do it again. It's like a, like you go up with it and you're doing great. And then there's days where you just, you stop taking care of yourself and it's like a very low point. Self-care is like not linear. It's very up and down with it. And it doesn't look and it does not look the same for everybody. You know, somebody could say they're taking care of themselves in this way and it looks totally different for somebody else. So I think and social media fuels a lot of that. So I think not listening to social media and just listening to yourself and your own needs is the most important. You know, if you wake up one morning and you're like, you know what, I can't clean my room today. You know, it's it's just not going to happen. That's fine. You wake up tomorrow. Maybe you feel different you do it tomorrow. It's all about just pacing yourself and listening to yourself and not what others have to say. Self-care is just, it's just so, I don't know what the word is, but it's just, it's just for you. You don't have to listen to what anybody else is doing. You do what you need, not what someone else is telling you you need. Self-care is, it's personal, right? It's about you. It's And I think the other thing too that I would say is to not feel guilty. Like there's a difference between being um selfish and being selflessly selfish right like self-care is not selfish i've seen this a lot in my mom and i think just women of older generations who have kind of like lost themselves along the way of having children and being married and they feel guilty for like tapping into themselves and going to get their nails done or whatever and they're like oh i can't spend the money because you know the kids need this or that and it's like but what do you need? What's going to make you feel good? Like it's not selfish to take care of yourself. It's not selfish to spend, you know, a few extra dollars here and there on your hair, on your nails, or to buy a new book or whatever it looks like for you. I would just say to remember that taking care of yourself is going to not only improve your life, but it will improve the lives of the people around you because you will have more of a full cup to pour from. So it's never selfish to take care of yourself and you're never putting those other people in your life second. I really believe that you are actually doing better for them by doing better for yourself. Yeah. And I can attest to that. My boyfriend sees it. He knows like we did started in October dating and like he knew I wasn't in the right headspace and he just, he let me do my own thing. And now, like, now that I take care of myself a little bit better, a couple months down the road, he's like, cool. Now I know how to, not only that, like, he knows how to help me now. Like, he knows what things are good for me and what isn't. And it, he was never affected by it. He, you know, he wasn't, if I was like, listen, I need a day to myself. He wasn't mad. He was like, cool. I'll talk to you tomorrow, girl. See you then. Like, like no one is going to be mad at you for taking time for yourself. Like, they, people would rather see you care for yourself than to not care for yourself at all 
Yeah. And if they don't, and if they are getting mad, then that's a clear sign that that person does not they belong in your life. Right? Yeah. Real friends. Don't listen to them, girl. <laughs> They're not real friends for you. Oh, man. Well, Liv, this has been such a fun conversation. I, I loved know. it. I'm so happy to have you on today. Thanks for sharing your perspectives and a little bit about your story. I would love for the girlies to check you out. So where can they find you on socials? So you can find me on Instagram at olivia.dawson with three ends at the bottom. Um, I also do a little bit of photography on the side for fun. That is literally just live, L-I-V dot is dot somewhere. You can see all the photography I do. I've done some with Michaela and Sydney. Um, I do a lot of it with my friends and stuff. And you can always reach out and do it with me as well. Awesome. Yes. And as you guys know, I'll leave her handles in the description so you can easily find her. But once again, Liv, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode. I hope that you have a fabulous week. Give the show some love in any way that you can. It's always appreciated. And of course, as always, I will see you on Friday with another solo episode of A Girl's Guide 2. Bye!